0: If you have a business and you're doing everything yourself then you don't really have a business you just have a job and that by building a team what you're doing is expanding your capacity to deliver your brand of magic to those who need it. You're listening to the She Renovates podcast. You're listening to She Renovates, the podcast for women who want to renovate to create an income and a life they love. Well, hello, hello, it's Bernadette. And today's episode is being recorded from isolation in Melbourne. So I was fortunate enough to get a travel exemption in order to come to Victoria to spend time with my mum. And unfortunately, the conditions of that exemption are quite rigorous and not that I blame the health department. I think that their job is to keep us safe. And so it requires that I'm in isolation, self isolation for 14 days and have a test on day one and day 13 and then i can actually go and visit my mum so there you go so fortunately our oldest daughter hannah uh, and her husband ed have bought a house in uh, venus bay a beach side um spot in kippsland and they've been living down there. And so I'm able to live in their house in Melbourne East, which is very fortuitous. So locked up, living on delivered meals, which I'm quite happy about. But the worst part is I can't get out to do to walk or anything like that. So exercise is, is confined to indoors, which is challenging. But anyhow, so that's me. And so we're well into 2021 and so in today's episode I'm going to be talking about how it's shaping up for us. So I have to say I truly believed that we would be out of the woods in terms of the Pandemic by now and we are nowhere near it. In fact, as I record this, Sydney has been in lockdown for seven weeks and I can't see us getting out this side of Christmas. But anyhow, and also Victoria or, yeah, Victoria is in lockdown as well. But they have hopped onto the restrictions a bit earlier. So I expect that they will be out of lockdown hopefully in the not-too-distant future. But I thought that it would be a good idea to look at how 2021 has shaped up so far, and I'm going to be coming at this from two different angles. One is from uh, the project point of view, the renovation point of view, And the second is from the business point of view, because I know that renovators by nature are extremely entrepreneurial. You've got that spirit. And so a large part of my work is around building a business. And so I. Believe that it would be interesting for you to know how things are going, what that's involved as well. So that's what I will be talking about. And I have to say, the year is really not turning out how I expected. In some ways, it is, and in other ways, it's not. But it's almost all good, which I think is a really bonus. You know, firstly, from a personal level, we've been, Stephen and I have been both locked down for the past seven weeks that hasn't been so great but i count my lucky stars every day that we have such an amazing environment in which to live and work so i think it would have been about seven years ago i think yeah probably about seven years ago that we took the decision to buy a property in the area that we were planning to downsize and we initially bought it as an investment property, thinking at least we were in the market. But when we did eventually decide to downsize, that's where we decided to live. Initially, it was going to be temporary, but, you know, temporary has turned out to be a long time. And it's just so amazing for the life we're leading at the moment. Because we are both working from home, we both need to have workspaces And so we're able to do that because it's a warehouse, it's got plenty of space. And we've also got a ground floor that is rented out on Airbnb. And we currently have a guest who's I think there for two months. And so even the lockdown has not impacted the income from that uh, property. It's returning around seven hundred dollars a week. Usually, in good times, it's about a thousand. So, I'm actually pretty happy with that, and has minimal impact on our life, which is even better. But I guess the other big there's a couple of things from a personal level that we have encountered this year. And firstly, is we've we have our plan. To renovate, to do a renovation on our house. That so basically, what I wanted to do was put in a lift and change the access. And the plan has actually grown, which is a very good um, reason not to be quick when you're renovating your own home, because you have to live with it. You want to make sure that you've thought through all the consequences. So the scope has grown from just the front entrance, the stairs, the lift, and some changes to the ground floor, which is the factory floor, the Airbnb. We're now, you know, totally renovating the kitchen. We're doing four bathrooms. So basically we're building a master suite on the top floor. So last week, Stephen and I actually moved our bed up to that floor to just make sure that that the move was right. And it so is. I so love it there. And so that renovation has got bigger than Ben Hur, but I'm really happy with that. And while I would like to get it done the way trades are at the moment, I'm just holding off on it until things are a little bit easier to manage and uh, prices are a bit sensible. The cost of renovating that type of renovation at the moment is really off the charts. But if things haven't changed by the new year, then we'll just have to bite the bullet. Okay, so let's talk about the School of Renovating first. So we have now been operating our training fully online for almost a year. And I have to say it has just been so amazing how much of a difference and how effective it is. I guess the things that I'm really thrilled about are firstly that we can impact women from all four corners of the country now, so we are not geographically restricted. The second thing is that I was concerned that online courses have a low completion rate and as a result, uh, I think, I thought that it would be not as good a product, but it's actually turned out to be the opposite. So we're having epic completion rates. We're also having students who have got their first project on the go before they complete. The eight weekly tutorials enables us to, well, me in particular, to get my head around what everyone's trying to achieve so that I'm best placed to help them. And I just got a report from our accountant recently to say that we are back to pre-COVID turnover, but our profit margin has increased. So because it's we're not spending so much on events and so on, then so that is an absolute story of success. And we're also charging less for it. So win, everyone wins. So really happy with how that's going. So the other thing that we have is our Wonder Women program and firstly our Diamond program. That I'm growing the numbers slowly in that because I don't want to it to I never want it to get big, but I and I don't want to I want to grow it to a point where there are sufficient people in the group to have enough diversity of projects and goals, but not so big that we can't have a very targeted individual attention to each of the members. So that's been quite slow and I think at the moment we have around about 14 members and I'm pretty happy with that. What I'm loving about it is we are getting really some more diversity into that mix so we've got some people who are wanting to build portfolios who are wanting to do small development we've got people that are growing renovation businesses so we've got one of our students has gone down the buyer's agent path and she's in wonder women diamond and I will interview her shortly because she's just, I think she's got a great mix in terms of she's already an interior designer. She's trained as a renovator. So now she has that feather to her bow and, and she's teaming up with her daughters. So I really love the idea of a, a family of women getting together to grow a business and to do it in a way that supports each of them in their life goals. We've also got another woman who is, her particular interest is relocating homes and she has a website on that and she's also starting a podcast. So because I think we all have that little entrepreneurial spark, I just love to have that level of diversity. I'm loving the results I'm seeing in terms of outcomes and the action that's being taken. For some women, they're finding it a bit challenging because getting the right property can take time But and that's where having a support net, network <laughs> makes a big difference. I, in the past, I've talked about Kate and Suzette. They got their first project together on the market in Newcastle. Unfortunately, Newcastle's gone into lockdown But fortunately, it doesn't seem to have much impact on the property market. So things are really rocking in Wonder Women. And now this year we've also produced a level called Wonder Women Sapphire. And we've got some movers and shakers in that. Now, the the reason I introduced Sapphire is because For some women, they may not have the budget for full-on coaching but really want some support in getting to their goals. So we created the Sapphire level and that's turning out to be fantastic as well. I guess in Sapphire I want to build some critical mass. I never want it to have to be an enormous where nobody knows one another. But I certainly want to have enough women in there where there are um, plenty of joint venture partners and, and variety in terms of projects. So that was my goal with that. And that seems to be working quite well. This episode is sponsored by our entry-level training, How to Replace Your Income with Renovating. You can join this free limited-time webinar now and get the bonus three-step checklist and renovation success guide. This training is for you if your mission is to become a pro-renovator, to replace a dull day job, to retire or downsize profitably, pay off your mortgage and to help those you care about. And most importantly, to have more fun and more money in your life. Learn the three simple steps I used to fulfill my passion for renovating and make $102,045 in my most recent six-week renovation. Even while running a demanding business, studying accounting, juggling life and an aging parent. So if you would like to join this training, head over to www.theschoolofrenovating.com forward slash The Leap. Now, let's talk about projects. Firstly, we'll talk about Darlinghurst. So Darlinghurst is the project that I bought with our two eldest children, Hannah and David. And we did it really just because we all had money invested not earning anything significant so it seemed to be a good idea and I have to say it's probably been the slowest project to date and so we have just recently regrouped with that and got into action to get it finished one of the problems we had was around the kitchen renovation I thought I had it sorted and then it didn't because one of the things that we do when we engage a a trades person or a supplier is due due diligence on them. And when I had this person sorted, but then the due diligence didn't stack up. So back to square one. So I decided to call in the the cavalry in that I'm doing the project with Hannah and David. I decided to engage them in the process of getting it going again. So I gave Hannah the job of sorting out the kitchen quote she actually distributed the scope to a lot of kitchen suppliers and she's got about three quotes that are within our budget, so looks like we've got a solution to that. The lockdown laws have slowed, have reduced our capacity for getting trades in, but now things are getting going because most of the trades come from the western suburbs and that's where all the where the lockdown is the most severe but now that has been changed and so i'm expecting that job will come together pretty quickly because i want that on the spring market i'm pushing to make sure that happens so i had a, a little surprise deal during the year so my plan was to do developer site that we've been holding for quite a few years. But something cropped up. I can't talk too much about it yet. I'm waiting for it to settle. But basically, a situation arose where I was able to capitalise on it and pretty much make as much profit on it without developing. And so that's what we decided to do. So within a 30-day period, we'd made over 600,000 in profit and so we're just waiting for that to settle because I didn't want to get finance, needed to have a long settlement and anyhow that's going to be settling in the next couple of months and then we'll do an episode on that because that's quite an interesting strategy. I guess the most momentous thing that I feel that we've achieved this year is pulling together the class project. Now, the intention of the class project was really to give some of our students the opportunity of having an up-close experience with a renovation so that they can come along for the ride in the back end of the renovation and see how easy it is to do it themselves. Now, so we got the money together, we got a buyer's agent to sort out the project But then, of course, we've been impacted with COVID. Now, what that has meant is that tradespeople are quite hard to get and getting good trades at good prices has been challenging. And so that's also meant that I've included extra budget to accommodate the higher prices. And also I've had delays because at the moment you can only have two people on site at a time, which means the demolition contractor can't review the site with the builder because they can't be there together. And also the shortage of materials, so as you would probably know, timber has worldwide has just taken off in terms of price and that's made it supply quite limited. So they've all been challenges, but they've also been opportunities. So now the fact that I'm locked down in Melbourne means that my project runs regardless because we're doing our quoting via, via live video stream and we're managing the project remotely. And it just means that we've got to be super organized because when there's limited supply of materials, you need to have that ordered early. So if you know that there's going to be a problem, then you can, you can sort it out before you get your trade on site. Otherwise, you can be creating all sorts of problems, not just for, for yourself, but your trade as well. Okay, so the other things that have happened this year... And the first one is that I have made a decision that I want to really work on a strategy. Like I have this saying that we solve life's little problems with renovating. So what I'm really working on is what I've noticed is that a lot of younger women in particular don't Ever see the possibility of ever owning a home? Like I've been to a few dinners now with friends who have friendship groups that have women that are much younger in them and listen to the conversation and this hopelessness about the fact that they they don't feel like they can ever get into the market. So I really want to challenge that and impact it. And so what I've done is I've partnered up with a, I guess you'd say she's a colleague. She runs a company called the Ladies Finance Club, which has a cohort of, I guess, millennial women. And her name is Molly Benjamin. And so basically I'm working with her one-on-one at the moment to demonstrate how she can leverage the power of renovating to get herself established in the property markets. So we're doing that right now and with expectation that should demonstrate to that her particular cohort that, yes, it is possible and how to do it. And so that's an exciting project that I'm thrilled about. And so we're looking at Molly's first purchase and how we're going to get her into the property market, leveraging the power of renovating. The other things that have happened this year, 2021, is that we were nominated for three business awards. One was the Mumpreneur Business Awards. One was the Small Business Champion Awards. And just recently we were nominated for the ROAR Awards, R-O-A-R, Now, the first, so basically what happens is when someone nominates you, you then need to accept that nomination and do a submission, which I have now done for all three. And so the first two, we're finalists, and the third one's only just gone in. So that's very exciting. So we're finalists in the Small Business Champions Awards. I think it's the Making a Difference category, and the uh, Mumpreneur awards in the business pivot category. And so that's exciting and we're awaiting the outcome. We have tickets to the the Small Business Champions Awards night, but unfortunately it had to be postponed. And so hopefully that will go ahead in October. Our conference, our She Renovates Live conference has also had to be postponed due to the conference. And that is now going to be happening on the 4th of December. And the last thing is that we have created a partnership with Coco. So that was, I guess, the most recent thing that we achieved. We created a partnership with Knit One Change One, a brand, a social enterprise that provides employment for women in in India to enable them to earn a living knitting for luxury brands. And so their COVID challenge was that the women were unable to come to work because they had didn't have capacity to work remotely. They were not able to meet with their managers and quality control people. And so what we've agreed to do is to supply smartphones so that These women are able to communicate with their managers and their quality control people so that they are able to resume their job and be able to earn a living. And I will be bringing the CEO of that organisation, Danielle Cheel, who's also a great friend, into She Renovates to talk about that project. It's just fascinating being present to the lives of these women. And for them, being able to work is as much their support, I guess like us, is as much their support network as anything. And so being cut off from that is really quite traumatising. So we're really excited to be able to do that. And then, and I guess the thing that I need to say about all the things that have happened up to this point is that we've achieved a lot in a little over half a year and the way that I have been able to do this is by increasing the size of my team and it's taken me a while to figure this out. But I've realised that if you have a business and you're doing everything yourself, then you don't really have a business, you just have a job. And that by building a team that really what you're doing is expanding your capacity to deliver your brand of magic to those who need it. And so by expanding my capacity in my team, it just enables me to achieve so much more, really to achieve more with less. And I am so grateful for the amazing people that I work with. And a couple, firstly, my daughter number three, who I say is the favourite because she gave us the grandchildren. I do say that tongue in cheek. It works in our social media. So I love the fact that I'm able to give her the opportunity to work a, a, and blend that with having three very young children. I've also got James Bergen who's been on this podcast and he his claim to fame was he was Robert Kiyosaki's marketer and he is an absolute gem and a guru. I, I was laughing the other day because I posted a photo, I was in a PR workshop, and I posted a photo of myself ready for the PR workshop. And I got this little text from him saying to me, Bernadette, just a few tips on your background. I thought, my golly, James, you never sleep. So it was very sweet. And the the other person that has come in recently is Michelle Lewis. Now, you would have heard Michelle's episodes of She Renovates. She is now helping me to run the Wonder Women programs and she is an absolute gem as well. We also have Rona, Daphne and Mikey, our our virtual team, who are amazing. And so I feel very um, lucky to be so well supported and to have the capacity to build the business that we have. And i should also mention that the people in our communities, our students and our She Renovates communities are all, yeah, really, I just feel really grateful. And speaking of communities, one more thing that I haven't mentioned is that our extended family in Coroma, Australia, have, have partnered with us to offer a Women in Renovating Expo. So that's happening in November. So that's another exciting thing that's on the agenda for uh, the coming months. So if the rest of 2021 is anything like the beginning, I think we are in for a really big year and I'm very excited about that. Hi, Bernadette. It's Ali in Canberra.
1: Hi, Bernadette. My name's Charlie.
0: Hi, Bernadette. It's Liz here.
1: Hi, Bernadette. This is James from Bondi in Sydney. I've got a question I'd like to ask. I have a question. I just have a question for you. Interested to hear your thoughts. Thanks again for the show. Love it.
0: As you know, I love to hear from you and get your Renault questions. If you've got a question about anything Renault related, please visit our website and click the Ask Bernadette button. Here's a question from Mary.
1: Hi, Bernadette, it's Mary Stewart here. Look, I'm prevaricating about putting a laundry cabinet into a very small bathroom, renovating a one bedroom apartment in Elizabeth Bay and it's a sidler building building. And the bathroom's only one, one 1760 by 1820. And if it means I either have a walk-in shower with a luxurious, nice walk-in, comfortable shower, or I split that in half to have a laundry cabinet and a shower. The shower after the laundry cabinet would be approximately width 940 and depth... 750 i'd really love some advice about which way to go because real estate agents are
0: about 50 50 on this so mary i've done a renovation in a postage stamp sized apartment in which we did include the capacity to wash clothes i wouldn't call it a laundry and so basically what we did was put the washing machine in an underbench washing machine in the kitchen. I have a concern that if you try and jam it into the laundry, like the shower size that you end up with will be okay. However, I would not want to see you compromise the wow factor of that bathroom by trying to squeeze that laundry cabinet in there. By the way, I'm not completely sure what you mean by laundry cabinet. I'm assuming it's a it's an a built-in washing machine with a that's enclosed in a cabinet. I would tend to see if you could put it under the bench in the kitchen. Now, I just need to qualify that because strictly speaking, if you were following the National Construction Code to the letter of the door law, technically in a, lo- a laundry needs to have a sink as well. So if you are putting the washing machine in the kitchen and you're not putting in a sink with it, I'm not completely sure about how that rates in terms of the code, but in saying that I have done it and like on several occasions, And I feel that it's preferable than to really crowd what is already a small bathroom by trying to get everything into it. I hope that helps. Here's a question from Chris.
1: Hi, Bernadette. I'd like to ask how you find out who your target market is when you're looking
0: to renovate. Love the show. Okay, Chris, this is another great question. So knowing your target market, unfortunately, is not an exact science, but it's a really important step in that process. Now, how you determine the target market? So you can go to your local council demographic statistics, but they're not really going to tell you who your buyer is going to be. There's one thing to think about who's living in the suburb but you want to look at who's actually buying the types of properties that you're going to be renovating to sell. And the best way to do that is by researching the real estate market. So going to the open inspections of the renovated properties, the types of properties that you will be working on. So if you're going to be working on units, you do units. If you're going to be working on homes, you do homes and And in those open inspections, firstly, you look at the renovation itself, the standard of renovation and the things that have been improved. Secondly, you take notice of the people who are inspecting and buying those properties and get a sense of what they're liking and what they're not from their comments. And thirdly, you interview the real estate agents because they will give you the gold on what your market wants and doesn't want and is willing to pay for. Now, I hope that helps you. If you want to meet up with a group of savvy renovating, I shouldn't say it's all women because it's not, savvy renovators, I'll say come over and join She Renovates. It's completely free Facebook group and it is growing at the rate of knots. We hit 1,000 members just recently and now it seems to have picked up momentum. And so they are all savvy renovating women and men that are working their little hearts out to live a better life through renovating. Join, if you're not already a member, And then ask, comment, and do whatever you would like to do in order to further your renovation journey. And that's it for me today. So I'll see you next week. This is the She Renovates podcast. To discover how to harness the power of renovating, check out theschoolofrenovating.com.